Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Red X Podcast, the best place for real estate professionals to learn from some of the best agents and coaches in the industry. My name is Andrew, and today we've got a real estate coach, trainer, and marketing master, Ricardo Bueno. Welcome to the show, Ricardo. What's up, guys? Great to be here. Thank you for having me again. This is awesome. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for being here again, like you said. Um, <laughs> Some of our audience may remember our last episode with you, Ricardo, when we talked about mastering Facebook lead ads, if I remember yep, correctly, and some right. follow-up strategies that go along with that. Um, so just so our audience knows for today, we're going to kind of kind of be doing some follow-up and, and some stuff that adds on to that, where we're going to be talking about how to grow and engage your database in 2021 so you can consistently take more listings. We're going to be covering some topics like how to stay top of mind with your leads and your past clients, how to grow your sphere of influence, how to properly organize your database for easy follow-up because a well-organized database leads to just a, a, a well-organized business, easier leads, easier yeah. listings, all that. Um, before we get going, Ricardo, I just want to uh, get a few items of business out of the way for our audience. As yeah. always, we like this to be a participatory event. So whether you're joining us on YouTube or Facebook or our Red X website, any questions you have for us or Ricardo, chat them in. We're going to do our best to get them answered right here uh right here live so let's go ahead and get started uh ricardo why don't you give everybody a little introduction to yourself anyone who maybe didn't see your podcast uh, the last one you did with us so they're familiar with you and then we'll jump right in yeah guys thanks again for having me my name's ricardo ricardo bueno um i'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry it's pretty wild to think about how fast time flies <laughs> but Always. but i've i've just been at this game for a while you know, I started out as a loan officer before the subprime market collapse. And I've worked for a lot of, you know, for what you all would probably recognize some household names in our industry. Um, companies like Diverse Solutions, one of the leading IDX providers in our in, in, in real estate. Companies like Cloud CMA, uh, Agent Press by Copyblogger. And now I'm, you know, I'm in good old fashioned Orange County, Costa Mesa. I work for a company called West. And... I just geek out on all things real estate, marketing, and technology. So I, I love doing webinars. I love training. I have a, a servant mentality. So so uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, I'm, I'm here for it. So this awesome. is my happy place. <laughs> yeah, this is our happy place too. And we are so stoked to have you here because last time we had you on, you really took us to school on, on effective Facebook leads ads. So I'm super excited for the presentation you've got going for us today. Um, so let's just kick it off. Let's jump in and, and maybe have you start us off with what, what you're going to talk about today. Yeah, man, let's do it. Last time we talked about building a steady pipeline of future business, and we talked about using sort of targeted Facebook ads. And so the thing that we want to talk about today is creating some better systems and processes, because I think the agents that do well or that are successful in their business now, they strike a good balance between working in their business, so managing escrows, managing clients. You know, when March rolled around and the pandemic started, 
uh, there's agents that had buyers in the pipeline and all of a sudden they got scared and they're like, well, I don't want to go through with this purchase now. Right. Mm, so, right. so it gets it, when you're work, when you're busy working in your business and you're putting out fires, it's easy to forget to work on your business. And that, that last part working on your business is just as important because that's where you create systems and processes. That's where you build, um, sort of a better or automated nurture process. You have to have a good nurture process. Otherwise, if you're just focused on the transactions, you know, the clients and stuff that you are nurturing, they're going to forget that you're the go-to agent or you're going to stop being top of mind. So you're not going to get more repeat and referral business from those past clients, right? So you always have right. to have a good nurturing game plan. And then when you when it comes to making business decisions and marketing decisions, this is stuff that should come quickly, not stuff that you should... You know, at the end of the year, when you're making your New Year's resolutions, you think, oh, dang, that CRM that I promised myself I would set up and those drip campaigns that Ricardo told me about, like, right. I totally <laughs> forgot about them or I got busy and I never got to it. So, so you know, the challenge that I kind of want you guys to tackle today or the challenge that we're going to tackle together is how do I put those systems and processes together? Because it's not all that difficult. Um, mm -hmm. It's just something that sometimes we table to the side and we forget to get to it because a hot prospect come, you know, takes up two hours of our time. And those were the two hours we had dedicated. Right. So, and, and, and if you don't mind, Ricardo, the, yeah. the, what a lot of what we um, push agents to do here at Red X and what we encourage agents to do is two things. One, if you don't have what you're talking about, you know, this, this, you know, recurring business, maybe, maybe past clients, even new clients, it's all about the grind, right? Prospecting, yep. making these phone calls, yep. but, but, you know, you can make as many phone calls and sell as many homes as you want from prospecting. But if you don't stay in touch with those relationships, if you let those fall apart and you don't nurture those long-term, then you're not going to have that, that long-term sustainable business that a lot of real estate agents aim for, right? I mean, if right. you can graduate, we like to call it graduating from the grind. If you can graduate <laughs> from the grind, this is, this is speaking to thus just that, which is, you know, make sure that you keep track of all those clients. So you don't put that extra time and energy back yep. into it. That, that's exactly well said. Cause otherwise you're stuck in this sort of transactional business mm. where you're, you're going month by month, day by day, week by week, and you're just fishing for that next transaction. Yeah. And instead of, like you said, putting in the work, building systems, graduating from the grind and having this sort of predictable business model. Nice. So, so. The thing that I, or the stat that I kind of want to start you guys off with is, is sort of this stat here. And it's the fact that it takes seven to eight times more money, energy, and time to try to capture new leads than it does to generate business or referrals from your existing clients. Mm. So when I meet with agents and I, I average, you know, 40 to 60 one-on-one -on -one appointments every month, which is pretty right. wild to think about. But every time I meet with an agent, I ask them, you know, I don't think real estate is one size fits all. So mm. instead of me, you know, touting a bunch of products at you, why don't you tell me a little bit about your business? And when they start to tell me, hey, I've been in the business for six years, 10 years, I say, great, let's take a look at that database. It's wild. Most people are using this as their database. They're using their phone as their <laughs> database. Right. And it's like, it, it, I get it. It's because most CRM systems or a lot of CRM systems, they're hard. They're complicated. There's this, mm -hmm. every CRM seems to speak a different language to communicate the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so there's this big learning curve with 
organizing your database, getting it uploaded, and it just sounds tedious, right? Right. So one of the things that I like to say or that I like to do to start is, you know, download your contacts from your phone and start to segment or organize that database. Mm. So there's a great app that's available in the App Store. It's called MC Backup. So just search it in the App Store. Again, it's just MC Backup. It'll allow you to export or download your contacts in, as a CSV file that you, then you can that you can then turn around and upload to Lion Desk, to Follow Up Boss, or whatever CRM mm. system you're using. And is that pretty user friendly with whether it's Google Contacts, Apple it's Contacts? Super user friendly, and yes, okay. you'll be able to download it irrespective of whatever whatever store you're in. Um, nice. Sometimes, like what you don't want is if you're using on an iPhone, for example, it'll give you a what is it uh, that VCF file, and it's the the card, the contact card. Mm. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. You want the CSV file. Sure. So, so once you download your contacts, you know, for me, one of the things that is low hanging fruit for people that tell me, Hey, I've been at this game for a while. You know, I've been in the business for four years, six years, whatever it's okay. Let's, let's do a two, three part process here. Let's download your contacts. Let's, uh, segment them and then let's fire them up into lion desk. And here's a simple text message that we're going to send them to try to get more, uh, CMA requests or, or to great, try to get more seller leads. Right. And the text message, this is automated. It's a drip campaign. We just load it into Lion Desk. And it just says, you know, hey, Ricardo, or hey, Andrew, the real estate market is super crazy right now. And I'm giving all of my clients their updated home value. Do you want me to send you a custom home value update too? And you'll get some people that say, no, take me off your list or what the hell, sure. you know, whatever. They'll yeah. say those sorts of things. <laughs> but for the ones that respond in the positive, like, yeah, sure. Or yeah, uh, please, you know, then it's just a follow-up. It's what's yeah. a good email for you and what's your current address. Absolutely. I, and I and I love that you're texting your database because it's very mm-hmm. important for agents to know cold texting is not a great idea. Cold texting leads, cold texting people you don't have permission to text is not a great idea. But if they're in your database, you've already done work with them. You've already communicated with them. They've already given you that thumbs up to send them these texts, right? Yeah. It's the difference between you know prospecting or reaching out to a cold lead versus a warm lead. Right. Hopefully these are a little bit warmer, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah, the idea is that you have some sort of relationship with them. Well, and even if they've gotten cold, you've worked with them in the past and you've communicated yep. in the past and that's what matters. I love exactly. It. And so then the next thing is, okay, we've downloaded our database. The next thing is you want to try to start to segment. And by segment, I just mean, you know, organize that database by, you know, who this person is. So you might separate them by friends and family, by neighbors, former coworkers, church members, gym buddies, whatever, because you're going to talk to different people in your database differently than you talk to your friends or family versus someone you met at church, right? You don't want to engage in um, the same, like, I think oftentimes it's easy to say, to say or send the same broadcast message to everybody. Mm. You're going to be a lot more effective and get a much higher level of engagement and open rate if you take the time to segment that database, that way you're only reaching or a specific subset of that, that sort of audience. Right. And so I forget where I got this quote from, but it was, you know, the fact is if you try to appeal to everyone, you'll appeal to no one. So segmenting is really going to help you create those targeted offers or messages that convert. So that if you quote, have a- that quote is awesome, uh, Ricardo, sorry <laughs> to interrupt, but I, I no. love that because to your point, your last, your, the, the last slide, that list you had, Let's say you are wanting to text all of your aunts and uncles 
asking them, you know, following up, talking yep. about the how home you sold or you helped them sell. And or, or grandma, right? Let's say you're texting grandma and you accidentally say, hey, bro, looking swole today <laughs> at the gym, you know, let's go. And and, and, and the wrong message to the wrong person. That's super right. Disingenuous. So segmentation. I love it. It, it, it's just going to ensure that, again, you're you're sending the right uh, – it's going to ensure that you're getting a higher engagement rate and a higher click rate on the stuff that you do send out. I love it. Personalization too. It's yep. Awesome. So so simply, you know, just think of segments as folders. And then when you start tagging people in your database, it's okay to tag them multiple things. Mm. And so uh, for those of you that are I, – I say LionDesk a lot because LionDesk is a member benefit for me here in CRMLS. So I'm a big proponent of using the tools and resources that are either already being provided to you for free through your brokerage or through your MLS. Start there. Don't go down the feature trap of, you know, what's the best CRM? Because then if you go down that route, what happens is you're going to experience decision fatigue mm. as, you're, as you're fishing for which one has the best features. Every CRM will always have one sort of subset of features that's different than the next, than the next, than the next. The important part is just organize your database, upload it, tag them, and then that's it. Worry about features and all of that later. You need right. to get in the hat. You need so to get in the habit. Is, uh, your preferred one is Lion Desk. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, because again, it for me in CRMLS, it's member benefit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, CRMs like follow-up boss are great too. And if you're looking okay. for an all-in-one, then, you know, Chime um, has a, a, as a website provider with a great built-in CRM. But, but again, don't worry about the technology. Sure. Worry more about building the habit of regularly logging your activity, regularly updating your database, because it's that habit and developing that habit over time that's going to make you more successful. It's not the features of the CRM that are going to do the work for you and make you successful. Excellent. So what I would do is, you know, um, there's going to be a lot, tag people where you met them. So is this a buyer lead? Did you meet, where were they searching? Were they searching in Costa Mesa? And then what was their price range? That way, when you go back and let's say you have a new listing coming up, that's a, a, a three bed, three uh, bath, two story house in Costa Mesa for 1.2 million. You can then comb your database and segment and say, well, let me see who was searching in Costa Mesa in this price range and, you know, who's an active buyer. Because then you can send that message to them, a targeted message promoting your new listing uh, directly to them. Um, and then the next thing is, you know, okay, well, you've uploaded your database. You've started to segment and sort of tag and categorize the, the prospects that are in there. Now we get to, you know, the part about building a strategy or, or the, the, the step of building a strategy. And so this is where I would tackle it in two parts. Okay. The first part is the low-hanging fruit. Your past client database is low-hanging fruit. So what I want you guys to do is think about and develop an annual contact strategy to be able to reach those past clients so that mm -hmm. you're staying top of mind and you're getting more repeat and referral business. Because I think, I've, I, think I might have said this before in our last call, but getting a referral from a past client is is like a layup, right? Yes. That should be an automatic slam dunk. There, there's not a lot of selling that should go into that process. Right. Whereas generating leads online, that's going to take a lot more work, time, effort, and energy because you got to essentially, it's your job to convert um, strangers into clients. And that takes a lot more effort, right? Absolutely. So, so 
we'll talk about, you know, building that pipeline of future business. We definitely covered it in that last episode, but, but let's get started with that past client strategy. And, and so here's the stat that I kind of want to lead with. And I want you to think about 80% of homeowners say that they would work with their agent again, and yet only 11% actually do. Wow. That, that, that's a stat that I got from, from NAR. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a second. 80% say they'll work with their agent again, but only 11% actually do. There's obviously a disconnect between what we think we're providing and sort of the customer experience that we think we're providing. And so here's kind of where I want you to think or rethink your past client strategy. Um, Brian Chesky, who's the CEO of Airbnb, um, this is where I got, I got this exercise from him. And so it's a little exercise called the 11 star review. It sounds completely ridiculous, right? Because we're all familiar with five stars. Um, yep. but, but it's the fact that we live in this sort of five star review culture, yeah. uh, back when we used to go to conferences and we were looking for a good restaurant to go to, or a good bar to go to, what do we do? We, we Yelp local restaurants. We look for a place that has, you know, a lot of four and five star reviews. Mm -hmm. If we stumble across one that has two stars, what do we do? We skip it and we move on to the next. Yep. Real estate is effectively kind of the same thing. Like there's still social signals or social proof that consumers look for. Right. When they go to your website, does it look professional? When they go and look at your Zillow agent profile, do you have a lot of uh, five-star reviews from past clients? When they Google you, does you know your Google My Business come up? So this exercise, here's what it's designed to do. You should sit down and do this with your team, or you can sit down and do this by yourself and, you know, maybe do a Zoom so you're kind of workshopping through it together. But the exercise works like this. Describe what a horrible, like, one-star review process looks like in your business. So a consumer probably goes to your website, you know, they try to find your contact information, can't find it because you've decided to hide your phone number and bury your email, you know, somewhere not to be found. And so um, when they submit an inquiry, they don't hear from you for two days, right? right. Then describe what a five-star review process looks like in your business. Well, someone goes to your website, they favorite a few listings, they submit an inquiry, you follow up with them in a timely manner, you know, you respond within the hour and, you know, you run them through the transaction from start to finish. And then when it's done, it's done. You move on to the next client. It was a great experience, but, you know, Nothing really happened thereafter. Right. And so that and so then, you know, keep going and describing what a eight-star experience looks like, what a nine-star experience looks like. Keep going until you get to that 11 stars, that coveted 11 stars. Mm. What does that like ridiculous process look like? And as you move up further and further along to 11 stars, you start to really uncover that, you know, hey some of that stuff that seems a little ridiculous isn't all that unattainable. I can actually deliver a better experience by implementing these things. And so here's what I mean by that. Um, there's a couple of, of companies and products that I, that I really like. So one of them, for example, when you close a transaction, one of the things that we advise our clients to do is, hey, once you've closed a transaction with somebody, put them in the home bot. HomeBot will automatically deliver an automated home value update to your customers month after month after month after month so that they can keep a pulse on basically what's going on with their home. They can keep a pulse to their change in equity. HomeBot will even tell them um, 
breakdown of of their equity. So here's how much you've paid in interest on your loan so far. Here's how much you've paid in uh, in interest. Here's how much money you would save if you made additional payments of 150, 200, or mm. you know 300 every month. You'd save thirty five thousand yeah. dollars and pay your loan off five years faster. Wow. And then it even gives them tailored scenarios. So if you bought another house, Andrew, how much house could you afford based on today's current equity and today's current interest rates? You can afford to purchase a new home and trade up and buy a new home worth 1.1 million. You can buy an investment property worth 846, so on and so forth. Yeah. So what's so this called again? This is called HomeBot. HomeBot, gotcha. So it's a way to, to kind of um, automate the follow-up process and stay top of mind with, with that homeowner that you just closed a transaction with. Mm, and if you, wanna, if you wanna expand on that, um, another great company is called Client Giant. So Client Giant is a, you know, we met them a while ago. Um, they're a little expensive for every transaction, but I'll give you an example. I work in, uh, I work in Newport Beach where I cover, part of my territory covers Newport Beach. Okay. So you can imagine the average sales price in Newport Beach is, you know, two, three, four million dollar homes. So if I tell you that client giant costs two thousand dollars per transaction, you're going to say that's pretty expensive. But my agents in Newport are going to say, yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but what client giant does is you purchase it on a per sort of transaction uh, basis. And I'm trying to uh, they've redesigned their website, so I can't really see it here. Um, but what it does is it sends these sort of um, gifts once a transaction goes into escrow. So if you look here, once it goes, a transaction goes under contract, client giant sends a personal concierge sends them an under contract gift um, that includes all of these things. And then they say uh, by day 10, hey, Andrew, um, here's some boxes, some boxing, uh, some boxing tape and some other moving supplies I want you to know that I've taken care of transferring your utilities from your current residence to your new home. Here's some boxing, wow. boxing tape and, you know, other essentials that you're going to need, uh, your transactions, you know, uh, moving along just fine. I'll be in touch. And then as you keep going, client giant sends these sort of thoughtful gifts mm -hmm. to, to, to kind of ensure the consumer that, you know, everything's getting taken care of and, you know, things are moving along just fine. And that's it, awesome. And to me, that's taking that 11 star experience, you know, and turning it into a 12, 13, 14, 15 star experience, this is really gonna stick in your client's minds for the oh, rest yeah. of their life, for sure. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. So we had an agent who was following up with the consumer, you know, at every point throughout the process, at mm -hmm. the end, signed them up for Client Giant. Client Giant, um, it sent like a, it said, what do you want, Andrew? Do you want a housekeeper for the day, a maintenance guy for the day? Do you wanna get your car detailed? So. You know, they chose the car detail, of course. Um, and then when the transaction closed, it says, well, here's a celebratory dinner for two. Hey, Andrew, thank you so much for confiding in me. We really mm. appreciate your business. Um, I wanted to send you a little welcome gift and, you know, celebratory dinner for two. A car will come pick you up, take you to a restaurant of your choice. It's on me. Enjoy and congratulations uh, to your new home. Yeah, like, those are some amazing tools, and and to me, like 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 you said, it's 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 that eleven star experience that mm -hmm. that 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 will bring you referral business because you're going to remember that client that got you the deal, correct, got you correct. the car detailing. I love it. And so I'm not saying you have to you know go all out and invest in you know something like that. There's right. other services out there. Um, a great one is AvaBot. 
-hmm. it's avabot.ai and they have a bunch of stuff in here you know closing gifts birthday gifts anniversary gifts and if you go in here you know these start at 25 dollars um but you know think about what it is it that you're providing to again create that sort of 11 star experience right and 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 like you said it's it's um sorry let me adjust your screen here a little bit <laughs> um, yeah it's it's that 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 11 star experience that it's an investment that's what i was going for is is mm -hmm. it, it is an investment especially things like client giant you're going to you're going to take some of your you know five, six, $7,000 commission, put it, you know, a, a few hundred dollars from that could mean tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of commission Absolutely. down the road. So if you can afford it, and and I'm, I'm glad that you gave us a range of affordable options from stuff like HomeBot to EvaBot to Client Giant, so that so that agents can kind of choose, well, hey, $25 off of that commission, whatever it is, isn't that much, or, you know, maybe a couple hundred dollars is doable. And that investment is going to be worth tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands in the future. I love That's that. That's right. So when you're setting up your CRM and you're setting up, you know, um, your to do's, all of this should be automated. So when you have somebody that, you know, goes from a prospect in your CRM to under contract, it should trigger that to do to reach out to them and send them, you know, your under contract gift or your under contract follow up process. Um, once you once you change that prospect in your database from under contract to closed, that should trigger an email that goes out and asks them for a testimonial. But right. then you should also add them to your post uh, close follow up group campaign, mm. where for the next year they're getting a series of automated text messages from you. I'm not saying that everything should be automated, like automation. I don't want to paint automation as bad. Sure. If you do it right, that automation still comes out and comes across as personalized. With right? those tags that you described earlier. Correct. Right? If you Correct. create the right tags and you create enough tags, then the texts, these automated texts can seem personal enough. Correct. Love so, it. you know, you close somebody in January. In March, it should say, hey, Andrew, can you believe it's been three months um, since you've been in your new home? How's it going? Mm -hmm. And then in June, another three months. A happy Monday, Andrew. Been a while since we last chatted. Do you need any help around the house? I have a VIP list of vendors and handymen to help around the house if you need it. Just hit me up and let me know. And then another three months from that. Hey, Andrew, hope you're having a great day. Just doing my regular check-in. How are things going? Anything, anything I can do to help you and your friends? You're subtly nudging that, hey, anything I could help you or is there mm -hmm. anyone else who's thinking about your selling that I might be able to help too? And then, you know, at that one-year mark, that one-year anniversary, Happy one year anniversary, Andrew. Uh, how have things been going? Let me know if you or your friends would like a current home value report. Right. Well, I, I want to take a minute here, uh, Ricardo, and just yep. contrast this to my home buying experience. I bought a home about two years ago, and the agent I bought it with was really friendly, really, really cooperative. They they let us pick a lot of the amenities in our home. They let us pick, you know, different different things and designs. And we thought that that was awesome, right? And they they hooked us up. We we bought a great home. We love it. And then, and then, you know, they said, well, I've got all these connections. I've got a bunch of, you know, if you need this, if you need that, we'll hook it up. And I said, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I'll be in touch. I'll save your number. I haven't received a single text or follow-up from them in the last two and a half years. And <laughs> even worse than that is my next door neighbor who also sold with them uh, had a really bad experience. So 
Do you think I'm oh, going to no. send my girlfriend <laughs> looking to buying a home in the next year to that person? Absolutely not, right? right? Not only was there, you know, bad experiences from some of my friends and neighbors, but there was just no follow-up, no no coordination, no, um, you know, communication down the road. And, you know, I'm not saying that every fault you have to be selling on every follow-up. Right. You don't. Not every follow-up needs to be a sales call. Right. Sometime it could just be checking in having genuine interest in, in, you know, their life, how's it going? And, you know, all of that sort of thing. We, I have a, I have a title rep who follows up authentically and almost religiously with all of his prospects. And he said to me once, because I asked him, Hey, you're so, you're so, um, what is it? You're so organized and meticulous about how you follow up. Mm -hmm. And he, and he goes, yeah. So after every appointment, he sends a custom handwritten thank you card. And in the thank you card, he re reiterates something that you might have said during the meeting to show that he was paying attention. Right. First of all, who sends thank you cards anymore? <laughs> I promise sure. you, if you start sending thank you cards to people, that's going to stand out because nobody really does it anymore. It's a, it's a right. gift that, that, you know, people stop doing. Um, but then the other thing that he does is, you know, he follows them on social, not to stalk them, but to give them encouragement. Um, like if they post something about their kids, if they post something about an award that they got, whatever. Mm. He says, it's my goal with all of my people in my database, it's my goal to be their friend. And I know there's this fine line between, you know, being friends with your customers versus not. But sure. he says, the impression that I want to give is that when I pick up the phone and call them, I want them to see me on, um, what is it called? I want them to see my my name pop up and I don't want them to be scared and think, oh God, it's that title rep calling me again. Right. I want them to feel, oh, it's Andrew. Let me pick up the phone right now. Right. Right. And contrasting and that to my experience that I, that I just shared is it took three months for, 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 you know, my, my agent's reputation in my mind to go from nine, 10 stars <laughs> down to one because, yep. because there was, there was nothing. And in, in addition to that, there was even negative feedback. And so, you know, it went from, yeah, I'll send everyone I know your way. I'm not excited. <laughs> I'm going to tell all my friends to don't go, don't go to these guys. They're, they're not good. That's all <laughs> no, that's, that's uh, absolutely right. So, okay. Um, you've taken care of, or you're, you're sitting down past client experience and you're, you're sort of developing this new process. Okay. Sure. That's one I've done and dusted. What's the next thing? The next thing is, you know, growing your database. Yes. So we talked about this at length in our last webinar or, or podcast. If you remember, we talked about how to use, um, pay-per-click and, you know, Facebook ads as a way to, to sort of grow a pipeline of future business. So I won't get too much into it now, but here's what I want to show you. Mm -hmm. In the last rolling 12 months, we've generated 7,881 leads for our agents. Wow. That, that's, that's awesome. Um, out of all of those leads that we generated, 59% responded to a text or an email. And then 42%, so 1,957 were qualified and converted into an appointment. Here's what I can tell you. If you're generating and if you're investing in generating leads online, whether it's pay-per-click, whether it's Facebook ads, whether it's Zillow leads, anything, right? Mm -hmm. You need to think about what your lead nurture process looks like. Mm. And the agents that are doing well 
are following up not just more than once. They're following up, you know, nine, 12 times mm -hmm. over a period of time. But they also have a multi-channel sort of uh, follow-up strategy. In other words, they're not just following up via text. They're not just following up via email. And they're not just following up by, you know, leaving a voicemail or making a phone call. They're literally following up all three ways. So that's a triple, they're, they're engaging in what you would call a triple threat strategy of following up by text, email, phone, text, email, nice. phone, text, email, phone. Right. So that's what you need to implement in your business. You need to implement a more effective triple threat strategy so that you are following up with those leads. Um, that way you increase the level of um, engagement and so that you effectively bring up your level of appointments or your number of appointments. So when we get a new lead, when we generate a new lead off of, uh, let's say, Facebook ads, we put them on an immediate seven-day drip campaign. Mm -hmm. And that seven-day drip campaign includes, you know, four or five contact attempts. The first one is, you know, here are the details for one, two, three, Main Street. Um, hey, Ricardo, or hey, Andrew, my name's Ricardo. I'm the realtor that's listing one, two, three, Main Street. Really is a great home, but great for one person. Isn't great for every person. Would you like me to send mm -hmm. you a list of homes similar to one, two, three, Main Street? Nice. Then I follow up via text. Hey, Andrew, it's Ricardo. Just sent you an email with all of my contact information and the details for 123 Main Street. Let me know what's most effective for you, phone, call, or text. Yes. Right? And uh, because I'm putting it on them, people want to be reached the way they want to be reached. Some people, if they don't respond, it doesn't mean they're not interested. It just, it could very well mean they work a nine to five. They yeah. can't be interrupted while they're at work. So call me at 615 when I'm off of work. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the last email in our series says, not yet, question mark. Hey, Andrew, I'll take your not responding as a sort of back off signal. I totally get it right now. It may not be the right time to buy for you. But whether you're looking to buy in two months, six months or two years, I want you to know that my team and I are here to help. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to set you up with the Homebot Monthly Market Digest. It'll help you follow up. It'll help you explore the market based on what's most important to you. Yada, yada, yada. Right. Yes. I love those scripts, Ricardo, because a thing that we hear from agents all the time is how do I follow up? How do I engage my database without having what we call commission breath or sales breath, <laughs> right? Yeah. How do I come across as genuine and how do I provide legitimate value without making, you know, without coming across as skeezy or, or, or sales per persistent, not pestering. Exactly. Yes. And the scripts that you just provided, I want people to, to make a note of those and go back and re-listen to them. Those scripts are incredible. I love that. And so if they don't engage within that window, it again, it doesn't mean that they're not interested. Here's what I always tell people. Buyers or sellers are going to be ready to buy when they're ready to buy, not when we want them to be ready to buy. Right? Right. This is why it's important to put them on a long-term nurture and make sure that you're following up nine, 12, you know, 16 times over the long term, because the nature of online leads is that their window for buying is anywhere from three to 18 months. They're early entry buyers. Facebook is more early entry than let's say Google leads. So after that seven day drip campaign, if they don't convert, no problem. Three months later, we send them another three part text drip campaign that says, Hey, Andrew, a while back, you contacted me about buying a home, dot, 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 text message number one, and then text message number two, are you still thinking of buying in Costa Mesa, question mark, mm. dot, 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 and then text message number three, I'm sure you've been on tons of sites since then, so here's a link to my Zillow agent profile. I really do pride myself on giving uh, five-star service for all of my clients. 
right? I it's just it. a yeah. three-part tech strip that you're going to throw out three months after they converted just to see who's, you know, who's still sitting on the sidelines and who's ready and, and, and looking at homes. And then if they don't convert then, that's okay. We wait another yeah. six months and we put them on what we call a re-engagement campaign. And so that one is subject line um, regarding your home search. Hey, Andrew, it's been a while since you contacted me about buying a home. The market has changed and so have interest rates. So I wanted to reach out and give you an update on the changes and best options for buyers. When's a good time for us to chat? Question mark. And then follow up via text, follow up again via email, follow up again and again and again. Yes. And so now you have this automated but still personalized lead nurture strategy that is touching them every month or, or right. not every month, but, um, every quarter throughout the year. Right. And, and, and along the way, they always have the option to opt out, but they also yep. always have this option to text you back or just ignore you. And then when they need you, they can reach out. And that's yep. what I love about this. Exactly. So okay. I want to share a script with you guys. Um, because I said I would have some stuff for you if you're not you know, buying online leads. So this is a script that you can use right now if you want to try to generate new listings and all it takes is reaching out to your existing database or to your friends on Facebook or Instagram. So if you log into Facebook, if on the lower right-hand side, I don't know if you'll see, you'll see your, uh, that you're logged into to chat or messenger, right? Mm -hmm. So if you just click on that icon, it'll expand. So what I have on my screen here on the upper right-hand side, these are my contacts that are currently logged into Facebook. So here's what I want you to do. Go to Facebook, open Messenger, look at who your top 20 are, contacts that are currently logged into Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, don't reach out to your realtor friends, but reach out to you know other friends, family, et cetera. And what you could say is something like this. Hey, Andrew, hope you're doing well. The pandemic plus the election both impacted the real estate market. So I'm spending some time today creating custom CMAs for a few of my favorite people just like you. Mm -hmm. This is a detailed multi-page report that will show you what your home is worth and what other home near yours have sold for. Normally, I only do these if someone is selling their home, but I decided that getting a report like this would be valuable even if you aren't. Want one for your home? Question mark, and that's it. Right. Incredible. Yes, this is amazing because I can think of multiple ways they might use this. This might be, yeah, I want to sell my home. I, you know, find out how much it's worth, maybe sell, maybe cash out on my equity, but mm -hmm. it could also be used for say a refinance, right? Yep. Let's find exactly. out how much it's worth. Let me refi. And then regardless, you're saving these people either way. You're either helping them find their dream home. You're helping them save a bunch of money or you're helping them refi. And, and, and all that value is going to put you top of mind for more referrals for the next time they buy or sell. There's so many ways that this helps. I love it. Yep, that's exactly right. So, you know, you could approach it from that COVID, that COVID angle. Mm. I know a lot of folks are struggling right now. Income and unemployment is disrupted. I just want to check in to see how you're, to see how you and your family are holding up. Right. Right. And then if, if they haven't done anything with their house, you, you, the key is to make it 80% personal. Mm. you're going to find your opportunity, you know, for the other 20% business by finding out, are they moving or do they know anyone who is, or, you know, if you're smart, you'll ask, Hey, Andrew, did you take advantage of interest rates when they dropped mm. the way you word that? Did you take advantage of interest rates when they dropped? Yes. The way you word it insinuates that they're not as low as they were.
interest rates aren't as low as they were. So did you take advantage of them when you, when they dropped? And if not, you know, should we have that conversation? Yes. I love that. And I love the idea of 80% personal because a lot of people, I, I was running some, uh, some, some, some prospecting, uh, training camps early this week. And a lot of people took scripts very literally, right? They said, well, mm -hmm. this is what's on the paper. This is what I need to regurgitate. This is what I need to recite. In this case, this is what I need to copy and paste into Facebook or over text. And I like that you said 80% personal because that gives them the freedom to kind of cater this script foundation to something a little bit more personal, something that they can then expound on or go in any number of different directions. You know, like you said, maybe it's, you know, they've been impacted by COVID. Okay, let's personalize it for that. You know that they're looking to move. Let's personalize it for that. You know that maybe they, um, you know, are just interested in market information. Personalize it for that. I love that. Yep, 100%. So what I would do is, you know, start to take a look at, I always tell my agents, you have to have multiple fishing lines out in the water. Mm multiple fishing lines out in the water to see which strategy is really is really working right now. Mm -hmm. What I would do if you're an agent listening to this is look at the fishing lines you currently have out in the water and then look at your nurture strategy. Do you have a long-term nurture strategy for this campaign, for that campaign, for that campaign? What I'll do in the show notes is I'll give you, um, Andrew, I'll share with you and everyone else a Google Drive okay. of all of the different campaigns that we use so, so if you're rigorously taking notes, don't worry, you're going to have, you're going to have access to those. No, Ricardo, that is amazing. That is, I think everyone is rigorously taking notes. I am right here and that's going to be tremendous. Thank you. Um, so, so I'll give those to you guys, but look at your fishing lines and, and look at turning on those drip campaigns so that yes, every single, um, lead that you're generating from this source, this source, this source, they should be on a long-term drip campaign. Right. And it's just you know, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Now you have an automated system that is nurturing your leads, you're managing escrows and you're doing, you have that balance that we were shooting for at the beginning. You're working in your business, but by automating, you're also working on your business. Right, right. right. And, and organization is important for that. And, and nurturing those past clients is important for that. I love that, how it all fits together. Yep. And I think, I think that's the goal. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I'd love to, if, if you guys have any questions on, on strategies, I think check out that last podcast on Facebook lead ads. Okay. Um, that's a very good one. And, and yeah, man, rinse and repeat. Awesome. Well, Ricardo, before we close up today, first off, we are getting tons of people, great information. Yes. Rigorously follow up a lot <laughs> of positive feedback here. We have a couple questions that I want to address before yep. we close here. Some of them are a little tangents. Some of them kind of go back to what we were talking about before. The first one um, from Amanda Smith, a regular listener. Thanks, Amanda. Uh, does HomeBot disclose the sold prices? And so, it, no, HomeBot doesn't disclose um, sale prices. So it's not an IDX in the sense that, you know, it's displaying the price of what Holmes recently sold for. It is using its own sort of AVM to tell you this home is worth approximately this much. Mm. And then um, it displays a little disclaimer next to the price that says not verified. Mm. In other okay. words, it's dangling a carrot because it wants the consumer to click to verify their home value. Oh. When they click to verify their home value, 
that's when you get an instant CMA request. And it'll say, hey, Amanda, heads up. Andrew wants to verify his home value of 852000 You should reach out and give him a CMA. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that's very good to know. Okay. Thank you. Um, another one from Amanda is how do you collect reviews? She's looking for one or two good sites uh, to get the most visibility and collect reviews and kind of build her rapport as that 11 star agent. So I actually don't think, and I'm looking, I'm looking for my script. Of course, I don't have it on me as I'm, as I'm going through this. Um, I don't think you need to use a, a sort of fancy or expensive software to collect reviews unless you're a broker with five office locations. Right. So um, I forget the system that we use, but we use it because we have, you know, over 30 office locations across the U.S. Mm -hmm. And we use what's called an NPS score, um, net promoter score. I don't think you need to use a big system like that to do this stuff. You can literally just use uh, LionDesk. So in LionDesk, I have a drip campaign that says um, once you update the tag to closed because you've closed the customer, mm -hmm. you can click start drip campaign and then you you click on uh, request review. Right. And that can be just a simple email that says, hey, Andrew, thank you so much for trusting me on your latest real estate transaction. Um, as you know, my business is built on two things, referrals from clients like you and testimonials that show other people or give them insight into my uh, process as a realtor. Mm. Can you please take a moment to leave me a quick two minute review? Here's how, and then he, I, I basically spoon feed them. So if you're wondering what to say, Andrew, here's a few of the things that other past clients have said about why they chose me as a realtor. And then I, it, this is important. I spoon feed them what I want them to say. I chose Andrew because um, because he's super knowledgeable and patient about the local market. I chose him because he's super knowledgeable or you know something else unique that you did during the transaction. I chose him because he's a fierce negotiator. And then the last part is, would you use Andrew again? So yes, I absolutely right. would use Andrew again. Thank you so much and have a great day. Now, a few people, like I have, I had an agent, for example, a scenario where she had been in the business for 23 years. Awesome. And she's a top producer in her area. And she was, uh, uh, for that particular farm, she started losing listings to an agent who'd only been in the business for two years. Okay. And when we looked at, you know, one of the potential reasons as to why, well, remember earlier I said, we live in a five-star review culture. Consumers mm -hmm. look at stuff online. They Google us to see what sort of social signals or trust signals we're giving out into the web. My agent had two five-star reviews on Zillow. That brand new agent had about 16 five-star reviews on Zillow. Right. Who do you think the consumer was gravitating towards? So if you're playing catch-up, that's not a problem. The uh, What we've done at times is like incentivize the email. Mm -hmm. So, hey, I'm playing catch-up and trying to get reviews from some of my past clients, blah, 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 blah. Can mm -hmm. you please take a moment to leave me a five-star review? And when you're done... Just reply to this email and I'll give you a $25 Amazon gift card. Perfect. And so, so that's a, that, that is a, is an effective way to kind of go after that. And in the drip campaigns, it'll have a request review mm -hmm. that Google drive that I'll share with you guys. will have a, the review template or the email template for that. 
Perfect. That is a great answer. Amanda says, thank you so much for the information. <laughs> great session. That's awesome. Well, Ricardo, uh, we're coming to a close here, but I want to give you one last opportunity to give any final thoughts or advice that you have for our agents out here who are going to take all this information and hopefully implement it into their businesses. Any, any last words? Um, I'm a big fan of highest and best use of time. So as you kind of sit down and, you know, look at the projects that you're, you're, you're kind of, as you go through your day to day, your week by week and, and things like that, if you find yourself doing a task that is um, taking up or annoying you, it's taking up a lot of your time, find a way to automate it or find a way to outsource it. That's what I do. And I tell my agents all day, every day, highest and best use of time. Let's build some systems to automatically follow up on your leads so that you're not chasing down the next transaction. You're nurturing them while still managing your book of business. That way you're only doing, you know, thousand dollar an hour work. You're not doing $5 an hour work. And if you, if you still feel like, um, this is a little bit complex or you still need a little bit more help. Um, I told Andrew that I was uh, launching, uh, on Monday, February 1st, but we're doing a, a five-day business building challenge where we're literally going to take one of these strategies day by day by day and work on implementing them in your business. Mm. These are simple, you know, low effort but high impact uh, systems or strategies that you can turn around and implement. But but other than that, thank you guys so so very much uh, for lending me your ear. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys uh, over at Red X, Andrew. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, we appreciate it so much, Ricardo. And just, uh, we've got uh, people chiming in still. I could listen for another hour, they're saying. <laughs> so we are definitely going to have to have you back. Everyone, uh, keep an eye on the podcast. We will for sure have Ricardo back to, to, to take us to school again on whatever he's got next. This is amazing. Um, we're going to get those uh, that, that drive link from Ricardo. We'll put it in the show notes that we will have. Uh, Haley, on the back end, if you could post the link to where they can find, uh, it'll be the redx.com slash podcast slash Ricardo dash Bueno dash two, because this is the second podcast. Go check out that first podcast we did with Ricardo. Um, again, thank you so much for joining us and sharing so much valuable information with our audience. Just a quick reminder to everyone that we air this Red X podcast every Thursday at 1230 Pacific time. That's 1.30 Mountain, 3.30 Eastern. So join us next Thursday. We're going to be talk, uh, talking to another marketing master, Isaiah Colton, who's going to share his step-by-step -step process on how to generate and convert, uh, convert leads using the Red X products and tools. So take that and combine it with what we learned from Ricardo today, and you will be set. That's It's awesome. So um, one more thing, if you are new to the podcast and you want to catch up on past episodes, Ricardo's past episode, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, just search the Red X Podcast, subscribe, and you'll be notified every time we release a new episode. Find us on Facebook. Uh, if you're a customer, go to the forum.theredx.com and find lots of help there. Again, Thank you so much for joining us, Ricardo. We will see you all next Thursday. Awesome, guys. Thank you.